It's time for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Here's a little wistful Vista vignette that you might be interested in. goes Doc Gamble again, out to get his foot in the door before the stork arrives. <laughs> Seems to me that old bird's been keeping him pretty busy lately. It sure has, Molly. And he's not the only one that bird's been keeping busy. You mean Dr. Gamble's got competition? No, it's just that new babies keep prudential agents busy, too. People don't... Did you say prudential agents? Sure, agents of the Prudential Insurance Company. Of America? You said it. People don't realize it, but such things as a new baby, a new or a bigger house, or a better job all tend to affect the protection your life insurance was designed to give. Hmm. That's why it's a swell idea to have your prudential man check over your life insurance set up with you every so often, just to make sure it's up to date with any changes in your home. Well, what if it isn't, dearie? In that case, your prudential agent will be glad to show you how you can adjust your family protection program so that it does the job you want it to do. Make a date with your prudential agent tomorrow. I know it's one date you'll never regret keeping. Hear that? Those are bees. In case you haven't heard, a swarm of about 5,000 of them has been clustered on the fence in the backyard at 79 Wistful Vista since day before yesterday. Mr. McGee is explaining the phenomena to a friend right now. All ganged up there on that fence post. And right in the middle of that mess of bees there, Teeny, is the queen. Really, mister? Yep. What's she look like? Can I see her, the queen? Has she got a little crown on her head? Hey, and... hey, don't get any closer now. We're taking enough of a chance as it is. Well, I wasn't going to open the window. I was just going to press my nose against the glass. Okay, I guess that's all right. But stay here in the house, because in a few minutes the bee man is going to be here and clean them out for us. There'll be a lot of angry bees flying around out there, and... Oh, that, that must be him now. Molly! I've got it, dearie. Oh, I'll sure be glad to get rid of the darn things. They've been so restless this morning, I've been afraid to go out of the house. They've been restless. Boy, I hardly slept last night. Hey, what's a man going to do with them, Mr. McGee? Where's he going to take them? Where to? Well, he'll take them home and keep them. He's a beekeeper, sis. Oh. Big swarm of bees like that's worth money, you know. Who to? Well, uh, to a guy with with a bee ranch. You know, they go out and get honey and pack them in them little wooden boxes with honeycombs in it. No. Like you get at the store when you go to the store. McGee, he's here. Come right in, Mr. Beacons. Yes, ma'am. Dearie, this is Mr. Beacons. He's all set to go to work on our bees. Swell. This is my husband, Mr. McGee. I do, sir. I'm a local bee man in your neighborhood. Yeah, it sure is swell of you to drop by and help us out like this, Beacons. Dad ratted bees have had the whole neighborhood in a panic. Sure glad you could make it. Well, it's hardly worth the trouble, really. But $5 is $5. Helps keep the wolf away. (laughs) Yeah, it sure does. Mm Mm-hmm. Five dollars? You didn't uh, say... dearie, never mind. Yeah, but Molly, he didn't mention... Glad you could make it, Mr. Beacons. Very hmm. reasonable. Go right ahead and take the bees away. It's a deal. Okay, ma'am. I'll need a few old rags to burn in this tin can contraption of mine here. Make some smoke. Break up the swarm and get them to move. Oh, is that how you do it? Hmm. Five bucks. Woo! Yes, ma'am, I blow the smoke onto them with this old bellows here and, uh, well, uh, 
You folks watch the window there. You'll see. And gets to keep the bees, too. Or sell them. I'll get you some rags. I have plenty. Yeah, I'll bring them out to you, Beacons. Five bucks. Hold okay, on. I'll get set up outside. I got my gloves and my head net out there in the car anyhow. Now, you stand over there at the window with Teeny, where it's safe, Molly. I'll go out and help him. Where's the rags? Here. But you better be careful out there now. Don't you worry. I'll stand back. I just want to see how he does it in case this ever happens again. My gosh, five bucks. And he gets the bees, too. Why, them bees are worth 15 or 20 bucks, and gee, where's that? Okay, okay, if that's the way you feel about it, okay. Gosh, I'll never hire him again. What's the matter, McGee? Oh, he says if I want him to finish the job, I'll have to go in the house and stay here. Why? I don't know. Gee, Hulikers, I didn't do anything. He did too, Miss McGee. I did not. He, he did too. I saw him through the window. Well, I was just trying to help. That's all. I thought he might need some more rags to burn, so I started tearing some up. <laughs> yeah. Well, how'd I know it was his shirt? laying right there on the oh ground. Oh, my. Well, you stay in here, dearie. But I want to watch. I'm paying the guy five bucks, and I want to watch. Uh, Teeny, move over, dear. Yes, ma'am. There. Now, you stand by the windowsill right here, McGee, next to Teeny. Okay? How's that? Well, okay. Hey, what you gonna do with that big box? Look, Molly, he's got a big box. Yeah, Miss McGee, he's got a big box. A big one. Hey, he's bringing it over to where the bees are. Gee, look it. Well, now, you kids keep an eye on him. I'll fix you a couple of root beers and be good little children because Mama's got a lot of housework to do. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. We all know how disappointing it is when the postman passes us by. So it isn't difficult to understand the feeling of hurt and neglect on the part of the man or woman in the armed forces when a blank is drawn at mail call. The very fact that our armed forces aren't engaged in actual combat right now makes letters from home all the more important. The tension of battle tends to hold up the morale of our fighting men everywhere, even in camps here at home. But with that tension relaxed, and with troops engaged in training and occupation duties, the morale problem becomes more difficult. The USO, with its far-ranging camp shows, knows at first hand that direct contact with home through frequent, friendly letters is more important than ever to today's servicemen and women. Have you written lately? You must know someone in the armed forces who would appreciate a letter from you. Why not make a point of writing that letter tonight? It's the simplest way to give a lift to that serviceman or servicewoman. And the bee man left just a few minutes ago, Doctor, with the bees in a box, thank goodness. Oh, he's already gone, is he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it only took him 20 minutes, Doc. Boy, if I'd known that's all there was to it, just put some gloves on and a mosquito net over your head and smoke them into a oh, box. Oh, this is a shame. It sure is. Five bucks for a little job like that is a crying shame. And the bees are no, worth... No, 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 I mean, I'm sorry, I missed him. The man. Why? Well, a patient of mine, uh, Mr. Perry, is having the same trouble you kids had. Yeah? Big swarm of bees in his garage. Can't even get his car out. Oh, dear. I thought I'd catch the B-man here and send him over. <laughs> Perry would be delighted to pay $5 to get into his garage again. <laughs> I'm telling you, Doc, there's nothing to it. I watched the guy, and all you do is burn some rags and put it... Wait a minute. 
You say this guy Perry will pay five bucks to anybody that gets those bees out for him? Mm -hmm. Anybody? Oh, now hold everything. I've seen that look in your eye before, McGee, and it's always followed by bandages and sometimes splints. Yeah, but I can get a big box like he had at the grocery store and smear some honey inside No, McGee, no. And then all I need is some mosquito netting and my heavy gloves. No. You don't intend to I got an old pair of bellas in the garage and a can to burn the rags in. No, no, a thousand times... Oh, okay. Good. I'll get my stuff together and be right back. You're not really going to try to... But I'm going with you, McGee. When whatever goes wrong goes wrong, you need somebody to drive the getaway car. Oh, dear. While he's getting his gear together, I'll get some ointment out of my bag, Molly. Put cold compresses on his face to hold down the swelling. Pull the stingers out with tweezers. And when his eyes swell shut, call me. Oh, doctor. Mighty nice of Dr. Gamble to send you over. What'd you say your name is? McGee, Mr. Perry. F. McGee. I'm the local bee man in your neighborhood, and that's my assistant sitting out there in the car with the windows rolled up and the engine running. I'm sure glad to see you. It's been a mess. Bees are in the garage this way. After you, sir. Are you, uh, are you sure you can see all right through all that mosquito netting? Oh, perfectly. Only got 12 layers of it, and us bee men, we got eyes like cats. Whoop! Ah! Ooh! Ooh, my shins! Ah! Here, let me help you up. Oh. oh, thanks. I guess you're right about this mosquito netting. It's a new brand. I always have trouble with the new brand. And What's that noise? The bees. Mm. I think you stirred them up. Uh, I think I'll go in the house. I'll see you later. Good luck. Oh, Ooh, they sound mean. Oh, let me see. I'll get the netting all around my face. All I got to do is set the box here. Light these oily rags, and boy, I hope this works. Oh, am I glad to get home and get you home again, dearie. Uh, nothing to it. <laughs> you are full of surprises. When I saw you walk out of that man's garage with that box of bees under your arm and not a sting, I couldn't believe it. I told you I watched that guy Beacons real careful. I knew what I was doing. Sit down. I'll put some coffee in. Here, here's the five bucks Mr. Perry paid me. There. So now we're even. Good. I'm going to phone that guy Beacons and sell him Perry's batch of bees, too. Wally Wimple said yesterday that a swarm of bees is worth 15 or 20 bucks. What did you do with the swarm? You know, I could go into business like this, Molly. Probably make a pile, too. F. McGee Bee Pickers, Incorporated. Plenty of bucks in bees, baby. Sure, sure. What'd you do with The, the... whole deal is so simple. All you need is a sturdy box, like this one I got Perry's bees trapped in. What? And... You mean you brought them in the house? Huh? Well, sure. The lid's on tight. Besides, as long as you got this mosquito netting over your face like I have, you see McGee, the bees... McGee, you take those bees out of here. Watch the chair. Oops. Ah. Oh, oh. oh, it broke. Oh. They're loose. Hey, oh, my gosh, my mosquito netting. Hey, tuck the netting in my collar. Tuck your own netting. Run. Hey, which way? I'm surrounded. Hey, the house is full of bees. Quick, out the back door. If we get separated, I'll meet you at Kramer's drugstore. Okay, I'll be there. Oh, this is We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Take some jazz, some pop, some show tunes, some news, and you've got Friday with Garraway, heard on NBC. 
Here's a show that has a happy combination of everything and just the right amounts to make it one of the easiest-going shows on the air. Friendly, relaxed Dave Garraway etches a radio portrait of himself as he reflects his taste in music, his way with words, his new and fresh approach to observations of everyday things. And there's always a celebrity friend who drops around to chat with Dave. You'll like this prelude to the upcoming weekend because it sets you in the mood to have a good time. So take some time and spend Friday with Garraway. And sport fans, there's another top boxing bout brought to you on the Cavalcade of Sports. The top names in the fight field meet in this radio arena where everyone has a ringside seat. So listen to the Cavalcade of Sports Friday evenings. And remember, NBC leads the rest with the best in radio entertainment. Another root beer, Kramer. Make it a double. No more for me, McGee. Oh, what a mess. Certainly is. House full of bees, lights burning, doors unlocked. And the only room I could get at the Ritz Vista is 12 bucks a night. But we'll have to stay there. We can't go back to the house till those bees are out of there. I know. Did you get a hold of the bee man, Mr. Beacons? Yeah, said he'd go over there tomorrow. Ten bucks this time. Oh. Said if the bees are excited, though, it might take two or three days before they swarm so we can get them out. Two or three days? Oh, this is the end. Yeah, just in time, too. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Jess Kirkpatrick played Mr. Beacons, and Scott Douglas was Mr. Perry. Well, we have a couple of days now to let those bees filter out of the McGee's house. So we'll spare you the painful details. Come Sunday, our friends will be mixed up in another escapade, though, as the Wistful Vista Elks Club celebrates its annual fun night. It turns out to be fun, all right, for us. This is John Wald reminding you to hear it Sunday night on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.